Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Warcast series. I'm your host Sharpstar. Today we will be reading chapters uh, 12 and 13. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, before we read chapter 12, I just want to say I apologize for not uploading last week uh, for like the chapters. Um, if I have, if I don't update every week, uh, I apologize. I have lots of homework. I try doing podcasting in my free time, but I'm very busy. But also, I apologize if I sound stuffed up. I have a bit of a cold, but yeah, let's get on with the episode. Okay, so now we can read chapter 12. No, Greystar yelled, launching himself after the drowning kit. Fireheart lost sight of them. The kit left on the mat squealed desperately, trying to cling to the twigs as they were split apart by the current. With the last of his strength, Fireheart drove himself forward, sank his teeth into the little creature's scruff, and kicked out for dry land ground. Within moments, he felt stones under his paws and managed to stand. Stone limp, limp, stone limp, stone limped with weariness he staggered out and dropped the black kit on the grass at the edge of the flood its eyes were closed he was not sure if it was alive glancing downstream he saw gray sharps flashing out out of the shallows with the gray kit gripped firmly in his teeth he padded up to the fireheart and set it gently on the ground fireheart nosed both kits they were lying very still but when fireheart looked closer he could see their faint rise and fall of their flanks as they breathed thanks starclan he muttered he began to lick the black kit as he had seen the queens in the nursery do to their little ones grasping his tongue against the lie of of the fur to rouse the kit and warm it graystripe crouched beside him and did the same for the same for the gray kit soon the black Soon the black kit twitched and coughed up a mouthful of river water. It took longer for the gray kit to respond, but at last it too coughed up water and opened its eyes. They're alive, explained Graystripe, its voice filled with relief. Yes, but they won't live long without their mother, Fireheart pointed out. He sniffed the black kit carefully. The river water had washed off much of the clan scent, but he could detect the still... He could still detect a faint trace. Riverclan, he mewed, unsurprised. We'll have to take them home. Fireheart's courage almost deserted him for good at the thought of the crossing the swollen river. He had almost drowned rescuing the kits, and he felt exhausted. His limbs were cold and stiff, and his fur was soaked. He wanted nothing more than to creep into his own den and sleep for... <coughs> Excuse me, and sleep for a moon. Gray Stripe, still crouched over the gray kit, looked as if it, he felt the same. He, his thick gray fur was flattened against his body, and his amber eyes were wide with anxiety. Do you think we can get across? He meowed. We've got to, or the kits will die. Forcing himself to his paws, Fireheart picked up the black kit again by its scruff and headed downstream. Let's see if we can cross by the stepping stones, like you said. Graystripe padded after him, carrying the gray kit through the wet grass at the edge of the flood water. When the river was at its usual level, the stepping stones were an easy route across the river clearing, 
across from River Clan Cats. The longest leap from rock to rock was no more than a tail length, and River Clan controlled the territory here on both sides of the river. Now, flood water completely covered the stones, but where they had once broken the surface, a dead tree, its spark stripped away, lay across the river. Fireheart guessed that some of the branches had been caught on the submerged stepping stones. Thanks, Starclan, he explained. We can use the tree to cross. He adjusted his grip on the kit and waded out into the flood, flood toward the splintered, toward the splintered, splintered end of the tree. The kit, seeing the turning water barely a mouth length below its nose, began meal and struggle feebly. Keep still, both of you, growled Graystripe gently, as he set down the gray kit for a moment to adjust his grip. We're going to find your mother. Fireheart wasn't sure if it, if his terrified kit was even old enough to understand, but at least it went limp again, so it was easier to carry. He had to lift his head high to keep the tiny creature clear of the water as he floundered toward the tree. He reached it reached it without needing to swim and sprang upward, clawing for a grip on the soft, rotting wood. Once he had pulled himself up, the main concern was keeping a paw hold on the smooth, slippery trunk. Gingerly placing each of his paws in a straight line, Fireheart padded toward the opposite bank with the river turning beneath him. Uh, sucking at the tree as if it wanted to sweep it, and its burden of cats away downstream. Fireheart glanced back to see Graystripe following with the gray kit, his face creased with determination. At the far end of the trunk, he divided into a tangle of broken branches. Fireheart ducked down to squeeze through them, being careful not to let the kit's fur catch on the splinters. It was harder to find a paw hold as the branches t- tappered and he ran out of anything that might bear his weight when there was still a gap of of a couple of fox links separating him from the far side of the river fireheart took a deep breath flexed his hind legs and leaped his front paws hit the bank while his back legs kicked madly in the rushing current as water splashed up, the kit stro- started to struggle again. Fireheart kept his teeth clenched in, the, in its neck fur as he sank his front claws into the soft earth and scrabbled upward, upward until he stood safely on the bank. He lurched forward a few paces and set the kit down gently. Glancing around, he saw Graystripe pulling himself out of the water. A little way downstream, he lowered the kit, gray kit to the ground and shook himself. The river water tastes foul, he spat. Look on the bright side, Fireheart suggested. At least it should disguise your scent. The river clan cats won't know that you're the warrior who's been trespassing on their territory. If they ever found out. He broke off as three cats crashed out of the bushes just beyond Graystripe. Fireheart braced himself as he recognized Leopard Fur, the river clan deputy, and the warrior's black claw and stone fur. Forcing his tired legs to move, he picked up the black cat kit and padded along the bank to stand beside Graystripe. The gray warrior hold to his hold himself to his paws, and the two cats set down their burdens and faced their enemies together. Fireheart wondered if there were clan cats that had overheard what he was saying to Graystripe. He knew that he and Graystripe were too exhausted to stand up to a patrol of strong, fresh warriors and his head spun as he tried to summon enough energy for a fight into 
into his frozen paws. But to his relief, the River Clan cats halted a few tail lengths away. What's. <coughs> Excuse me. What's this? growled Leopard Fur. His golden spot, her golden spotted fur bristled, and her ears were flattened against her head. Beside her, Black Claw stood with his lips drawn back, black, drawn back in a snarl. Why are you trespassing on our territory? He demanded. We're not trespassing, Fireheart mewed quietly. We pulled two of your kids out of the river at once to bring them home. Do you think we nearly drowned ourselves just for fun? Greystripe blurted out. Stonefur paced for it until he was he was close enough to sniff the two kits. It's true, his blue eyes widened. They're Misty Foot's missing kits. Fireheart stiffened in amazement. He knew that Misty Foot had recently had kits, but he hadn't realized that the kits he had they had rescued were hers. He was even more thankful now that they had been able to save the cats' lives. But he knew that they mustn't let any of these cats know that Missyfoot had friends in ThunderClan. <coughs> Leopard fur did not relax. The fur on his shoulders. The Leopard fur did not relax. The fur on his shoulders. How do we know you saved the kits? She snarled. You might have been trying to steal them. Fireheart stared at her. After risking their lives in the flood water, he couldn't believe that they were actually being accused of stealing the kits. Don't be such a mouse brain, he spat. No cat from ThunderClan tried to steal your kits when we could walk across the river on the ice. Why do you think we'd try it now? We nearly drowned. Leopardfur looked thoughtful, but Blackclaw stalked up and thrust his head aggr- aggressively into Fireheart's face. Fireheart snarled, ready to counter a blow. Black Claw, Leopard Fur meowed sharply. Back off. We'll let these cats explain themselves to Crooked Star and see if he believes them. Fireheart opened his mouth to protest, but left the words unspoken. They would have to go with the River Clan cats, in their exhausted state, he and Graystripe had no hope of winning the fight. At least Graystripe would be able to check on Silverstream. All right. Fireheart meowed. I just hope your clan leader can see see the truth when it's in front of his nose. Leopard Fur led the way along the ba- bank, while Black Claws picked up one kit and stalked threateningly along Fireheart. Fireheart and Graystripe. Stonefur brought up the rear, carrying the other kit. When they reached the island where the River Clan cats had their camp, Fireheart saw that a wide channel of racing water separated it from the ridge of dry ground. Wrenching at the overhanging boughs of the willow trees, no cats were visible through the reeds, and Fireheart could see silver water lapping among the bushes that concealed the camp. Leopardfur paused, her eyes widening with alarm. The water has risen since we left camp. She meowed. As she spoke, a yowl came from behind them at the top of the slope, where Fireheart and Gristrip had hidden to talk with to Silverstream. Leopard fur, up here! Fireheart turned to see the river clam leader, Crooked Sir, emerging from the shelter of the bushes. His pale tabby coat was soaked, fur sticking out on all di- directions, and his twisted jaw made him look as if he were mocking the patrol of their prisoners. What happened? Leopardfur demanded as she reached her leader. The camp is flooded, Crooked Star replied. His voice was flat with defeat. 
We've woke, we've had to move up here. As he spoke, two or three other cats emerged cautiously from the bushes. Fireheart noticed Graystripe brought in when he saw one of them was Silverstream. And what have you brought us? Crooked Star went on. He, he narrowed his eyes at Fireheart and Graystripe. Thunderclan spies, as if we didn't have enough trouble. They found Mistyfoot's kits. Leopard Fur told him, nodding to Stonefur and Black Claw, to bring forward the kits. They claim they pulled them out of the river. <coughs> I don't believe a word of it. Splat, spat Black Claw, setting down the kit he carried. You can't trust the Thunder Clan cat. Uh, uh, wait, was it? Sorry. Oh. Crooked started padded f- forward and sniffed the pathetic bundles. By now, they had begun to recover from their ordeal and trying to sit up. Through, they looked completely waterlogged. Mistyfoot's kids were missing when the camp flooded. Crooked Star remarked, turning his cold green eye gaze on Fireheart and Graystripe. How do you come, come to have them? Fireheart exchanged an exasperated gl- glance with Graystripe, exhaustion making his, him short-tempered. We flew across the river, he meowed sarcastically. A, lo- a y- loud yelling interrupted him. Mistyfoot broke out of the bushes and came racing over to them. My kits, where are my kits? She crouched over the tiny scraps of fur, sh- staring wildly around as if she thought the other cats would try to take them away from her. Then she began licking them furiously, trying to confront both of them at once. Stonefur pressed up close against her, and Mew comfort, 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 comfortingly into her ears. Silverstream followed her more so- slowly and stood beside her father. Crooked Star, eyeing the Thunderclan cats. Silverstream followed more slowly and stood beside her father, Crooked Star, eyeing the Thunderclan cats. Fireheart was relieved to see her gaze pass with apparent indifference over Graystripe. She would not give them away, he was sure. More cats emerged from after her and gathered cautiously around Fireheart, recognizing recognized Graypool, who gave no sign that she had ever seen him before, mud for the river, river clan medicine cat, who was crouched beside Mistyfoot to examine the kits. All the river clan cats were wet and wet through, and the fur clinging to their bodies showed that they were skinnier than ever. Fireheart had always thought of fire of river clan cats as plump and sleek well fed on fish from the river that was until silverstream told him that two legs had stayed by the river during relief and stolen or or scared away most of their prey the two two legs had left the forest now during leaf bear but river clan had been unable to hunt when the river froze and (coughs) and instead of bringing much needed food the thaw had driven out them out of their camp completely in spite of his pain of pity, Fireheart could also see the unfriendliness in their eyes, the hostility in their flattened ears and twitching tail tips. Fireheart knew that knew he and Graystripe would have to work hard to convince Crooked Star that they had really saved the kits. 
Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. I gotta go um blow my nose. Uh, we'll be back in uh, one sec, and we can finish this chapter. And I'm sorry if I'm coughing and sounding weird. <laughs> Bye. Okay, and we're back. Now we can read, uh, finish reading chapter 11, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, um, I'm pro- apologizing for not updating so much. It's really hard to keep up. Um, I think I already said that. <laughs> but, okay, now we can, uh, I'm just gonna start from the beginning of the page. Um, so we're, uh, we know what's happening because I forget. <laughs> Okay, now we can read, uh, finish reading chapter 11. All of the River Clan cats were wet through, and their fur clinging to their bodies showed that they that they were skinnier than ever. Fireheart had always thought of River Clan cats as plump and sleek, well fed on fish from the river. That was until Silverstream told him that the two legs had stayed by the river during Greenleaf and stolen or scared away most of the prey. The two legs had left the forest now during Leaf Bear, but River Clan had been trouble un sorry, had been unable to hunt when the river froze, and instead of bringing much needed food, the thaw had driven out them out of their camp completely. In spite of his pain and of pity, Fireheart could also see the unfriendliness in their eyes, the hostility and their flattened ears and twitching tail tips. Fireheart knew he and Graystripe would have to work hard to convince Crooked Star that they were had really saved their kits. The clan leader was at least at least prepared to give them a chance to explain. Tell us what happened, Crooked Star ordered. Fireheart began at the point when he had heard the kits wailing and seen them stranded on the mat of debris in the river. Since when have Thunderclan cats risked their lives for us? Blackclaw broke in contemptuously as Fireheart described how he had pushed the kits through the torrent to the riverbank. Fireheart bit back an angry retort and Crooked Star hissed at the warrior. Quiet, Black Claw. Let him speak. If he's lying, we'll find out soon enough. He's not lying, Mistyfoot looked up from where she was still nuzzling her kits. Why should Thunderclan steal kits when all the clans are f- f- fending it ha- finding it hard to feed themselves? Fireheart's story makes sense, Silverstream observed calmly. We had to abandon the camp and shelter in these bushes when the water started to rise again, she explained to Fireheart. <clears throat> when we came to move Missy Foot's kits, we could find only two of them. The other two were missing. The whole nursery floor had been washed away. They must have been swept along the river to f- where you found them. <clears throat> Crooked Star nodded slowly, and Fireheart realized that all the hostility of the River Clan cats was fading, all except for Blacklaw, who turned his back on the Thunder Clan warriors with a snort of disgust. In that case, we're grateful to you, meowed Crooked Star, through his sound grudgingly, as if he, he could hardly bear to be in debt to a pair of Thunder Clan cats. Yes, Mistyfoot. She looked up again, her eyes glowing softly with gratitude. Without you, my kids would have died. 
Fireheart dipped his head in acknowledgement. Impulsively, he asked, Is there anything we can do for you? If you can't go back to your camp, and if there's prey, if prey scarce because of the flood, we need no help from Thunder Clan, growled Crooked Star. River Clan cats can look after themselves. Don't be such a fool. It was Graypool who spoke with a glare at his leader. I mean, at her leader. Fireheart felt a new surge of respect for her. He guessed not that not many cats would dare to take that tone with Crooked Star. You're too proud for your own good, the elder rasped. How can we feed ourselves even with the thaw? There are no fish to eat. The river clan pra- practically poisoned. You know. You know it is. What? Grace. So. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> I cannot speak today. What? Grace Tribe exclaimed. <clears throat> Fireheart was too shocked to say anything. It's all the fa- it's all the fault of the two legs. Graypool explained to them. Last new leaf, the river it was clean and full of fish. Now it's filthy with two leg rubbish from their camp, and the fish are poisoned. Mudfur added. Cats who eat them fall ill. I've treated more cats for bellyache this leaf bear than it, than in all of the times since I've been 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 a medicine cat. Fireheart stared at Graystripe, and then back at the hungry River Clan cats. Most most of them couldn't meet his eyes, as if they were ashamed that a cat of another clan should know should know about their troubles. Then let us help, he urged them all. We'll catch prey for you and in our territory, and bring it to you until the floods have gone, and the river is clean. Even as he made this offer, he knew that he was breaking the warrior code that that demanded loyalty to his own clan, clan alone. Blue Star would be furious with him if she found out he was prepared to share Thunder Clan's precious prey like this. But Fireheart couldn't bring himself to abandon. Huh. Okay. Blue Star would be furious with him if he found out he was prepared to share Thunder Clan's pre- precious ple- prey like this. But Fireheart couldn't bring himself to abandon another clan in their need. Blue Star herself said, "Our welfare, welfare depends on having four clans in this forest." He reminded himself, "Surely it's the will of Star Clan." Would you really do this for us? Asked Crooked Star slowly, his eyes narrowing with suspicion. Yes, Fireheart meowed. And I'll help too, promised Graystripe with a glance at Silverstream. Then the clan thanks you. God. Then the clan thanks you, grunted Crooked Star. None of my cats will challenge you in our territory until the floods go down and we can return to our camp. But after that, we will fend for ourselves again. He turned and led led the way back to the bushes. His subdued cats followed him, casting glances back at Fireheart and Graystripe as they went on. Not all of them, Fireheart could see, trusted them or believed in their offer to help. Last to go was Mistyfoot, nudging her kits to their paws and guiding them up the slope. Thank you both, she murmured. I won't forget this. Fireheart and Graystripe were left alone as the River Clan cats disappeared into the bushes as they pr- picked their way down the slope again toward the river. Graystripe shook his head in disbelief. Hunting for another clan? We must be mad. 
What else c- could we do? Fireheart retorted. Let them starve. No, but we'll have to be careful. We'll be crow food if Blue Star finds out. Or Tiger Claw, Fireheart added silently. He already suspects Graystripe and I have friends in River Clan, and we could be we could be about to prove him right. And that's the end of actually it was chapter twelve, not eleven. <laughs> um, uh, that's the end of chapter twelve. Um, we'll take a quick break and read chapter thirteen. Bye. Okay, now we can read chapter 13. It was a cold, gray morning. Fireheart dragged himself reluctantly out of his warm nest and padded over to nudge Graystripe. What? Graystripe twitched and settled down again with his tail wrapped over his nose. Go away, Fireheart. Fireheart lowered his head and butted the broad gray shoulder. Come on, Graystripe, he whispered into his friend's ear. We've got to hunt for Riverclan. At that, Graystripe levered himself upright and parted his jaws in an enormous yawn. Fireheart felt just as tired as his friend. uh, Sorry. Fireheart felt just as tired as his friend, supplying Riverclan with fresh kill, as well as keeping up with their duties, and Thunderclan was taking up all their time and energy. They had crossed the river with prey several, several times. So far, their luck had held. No Thunderclan cat had found out what they were doing. Stretching, Fireheart glanced cautiously around the den. Most of the warriors were curled up among the moss, too sound asleep to ask a- a- awkward questions. Tyrekolo was just a mound of dark tabby fur in his nest. Fireheart slipped out between the branches of the den, and at first they thought that all the other cats were asleep. Then he saw Brindleface appear at the entrance of the nursery and and lifted her face to sniff the air. As if she didn't like the raw, damp wind that greeted her, she retreated almost at once. Fireheart looked back at Graystripe, who was shaking who was shaking scraps of of moss off his coat. Okay, he meowed. We can go now. The two cats bounded across the clearing toward the gorse tunnel. Just as they reached it, a familiar voice bound behind them called out, Fire hurt, fire hurt. Fire hurt froze and turned around. Cloudkit was scampering to, toward him, yelling, Fire hurt, wait for me. Fire hurt, growled Graystripe. Why does your kin always turn up at the most awkward moment? Starclan knows. Fireheart sighed. Where are you going? Cloudkit panted excitedly as he skidded to a stop in front of the warriors. Can I come with you? No, Graystripe told him. Only apprentices can go out with warriors. Cloudkit shot Graystripe a look of dislike. But I'll be an apprentice soon, won't I, Fireheart? Soon isn't now, Fireheart reminded him, struggling to keep calm. If they hung around here... If they hung around much longer, the whole clan would be awake and wanting to know where they were going. You can't come this time, Cloudkit. We're going out on a special warrior mission. Cloudkit's blue eyes grew round with wonder. Is it a secret? Yes, his gray stripe. Especially from noisy kits. I I wouldn't tell any cat, Cloudkit promised eagerly. If I hurt, please let me come. No. Fireheart exchanged an exasperated glance with Graystripe. Look, Cloudkit, go back to the nursery now and maybe I'll take you out later for some hunting practice, okay? 
Okay, I suppose. Cloudkit looked sulky, but he turned around and trailed off in the direction of the nursery. Fireheart watched him until he reached the entrance and then slipped into the mouth of the tunnel. Moments later, he was racing up the ravine with Graystripe at his side. I just hope Cloudkit doesn't tell the whole clan we went out on a special mission, mission, puffed Graystripe. We'll worry about that later, Fireheart panted. The two warriors head for the stepping stones. The fallen tree was still there to help them across the river, and hunting close by meant they had less distance to carry the fresh kill and were less likely to be spotted. By the time they reached the edge of the forest, the daylight had been, had been growing strong, stronger, but the sunrise was hidden behind a mass of gray cloud. There was a splatter of rain in the wind. Fireheart couldn't help feeling that that all sensible prey would be curled up in their holes. He raised his head and sniffed. The breeze carried the scent of squirrel, fresh and not far away. Cautiously, he began to stalk through the trees. Soon he caught sight of his prey, searching among the debris at the foot of the oak tree. And, that, and as he watched, it sat up and began to nibble on an acorn held between its front paws. If it knows we're here, Graystripe breathed in the air, it'll be up that tree in a flash. I heard nodded. Circle around, he muttered. Come at it from that side. Graystripe slid, slid away from him, a silent gray shape in the shadows of the tree. Fireheart flattened himself into the hunter's crouch, and with ease of long practice, and began to creep up on the squirrel. He saw its ears prick, and its head swivel around, as if something had alarmed it. Perhaps it had seen a flicker of movement from Graystripe, or caught his scent. While I was distracted, Fireheart hurled himself across the open ground. His claws pinned the squirrel to the forest floor. Graystripe ran forward to finish the struggle. Well done, Fireheart grunted. Graystripe spat out a mouthful of fur. It's a bit old. It's a bit old and stringy, but it'll do. The two warriors continued their hunt until they had killed a rabbit and a couple of mice. By then, although he couldn't, although he couldn't see the sun. Fireheart knew it must be near Sunai. Better take this to River Clan, he meowed. They're bound to miss us back at camp soon. Stumbling slightly under the weight of the squirrel and one of the mice, he led the way to the fallen tree. To his relief, the water was no higher, and the crossing seemed easier now that he had done it several times already. All the same, Fireheart felt uneasy as he scrambled through the branches, knowing that he was he was in full view of any Thunderclan cat who happened to be patrolling the forest edge. He and Graystripe swam the last couple of fox links and pulled themselves out of the river on the River Clan side. When they had shaken the water out of their fur, they slunk quickly toward the bushes where River Clan had made their temporary camp. The cat must have been on watch. Because as they approached, <coughs> leopard fur emerged from the bushes. Welcome, she mewed, sounding a lot friendlier th- than she had when she first came upon them with the two kits they had rescued. Fireheart followed her into the shelter of the hawthorn bushes, remembering how he and Graystripe had hidden there to wait for Silverstream. The River Clan cats had worked hard since the floods forced them out of their camp, bringing moss for bedding and scrapping scrap scrapping out of out of a place beside the roots of a large bush where fresh gold could be stored. 
Today, this was little more than a pitfall collection of a few mice and a couple of blackbirds, which made the Thunder Clan warriors and tri- tribulation all more than necessary. Fireheart dropped his prey into, onto the pile, and Graystripe did the same. Is that more fresh kill? Stonefur appeared with a silver stream just behind them. Great. We have to feed the elders and the nursing queens first, Leopard Fur reminded him. I'll take something for the elders, Silverstream offered. She turned a long look out on Graystripe and meowed. You can help me. Fetch that rabbit, will you? Fireheart felt a sudden jolt of alarm. Surely Silverstream wouldn't risk spending time alone with Graystripe in the middle of her own camp. On the earlier visits, she had kept her distance. Graystripe didn't need another invitation. Sure, he meowed grabbing the rabbit and following Silverstream out of the bushes. They've got the right idea, mewed Stilton Fur. Fireheart, do you want to bring the squirrel to the nursing queens? when they, they, Then they can thank you themselves. Feeling somewhat dazed, Fireheart agreed. Following Stilton Fur, he reflected again on how strange it was to look at the RiverClan warrior and know that he was half ThunderClan, especially since Stilton Fur didn't share that knowledge. The makeshift nursery. Fireheart was pleased to see Mistyfoot again, stretched out on her side while her kit suckled content- con- contently. <coughs> Excuse me. But he couldn't. Oh my god. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh. <coughs> uh okay. In the makeshift nursery, Fireheart was pleased to see Mistyfoot again. Stretched out on her side while her kit suckled contentedly. But he couldn't help worrying about Graystripe. Once he had greeted the queens and helped them divide up the squirrel, he murmured stone for her. Can you show me where Graystripe went? He ought to be getting back before any cats, cat no- notices were missing. <coughs> Sure, this way, mewed Stonefur. He led Fireheart to a spot, to a spot far, farther along the ridge, where three or four elders were crouched on a bed of heather and bracken, tucking into their fresh kill. Already, not much was left of the rabbit except a few scraps of fur. Graystripe and Silverstream were watching in silence, sitting side by side, but not quite touching, with their tails wrapped around their paws. As soon as they saw Fireheart, they sprang up and padded over to him. Graystripe's yellow eyes blazed with a mixture of excitement and fear. Fireheart, he blurted out, you won't believe what Silverstream just told me. Fireheart glanced behind him, but Sunfire had already disappeared. This was already disappearing off into the bushes. The elders, have just ha- having just eaten, looked sleepy, and none of them was paying attention to Graystripe. Okay, what? Graystripe mewed, his fur starting to prickle with unease. But keep your voice down. Graystripe looked ready to burst out of his skin. Fire, he whispered. Silverstream is going to have my kits. And that's the end of chapter 13. Uh, hopefully next week I can read chapter 14 and 15. But we'll, I'll see you next time. Bye.